Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast. Uh, my name is Andy, and I'm joined by my colleague, Steve. <laughs> that sounded like a question then, didn't it? Steve, I'm joined by my colleague, Steve. Hello, mate. Well, as Steve's just on his way back from the toilet, he's going to piss before the episode starts to speak rather than halfway through. Um, but yeah, so we're... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to keep doing this. Um, we are... Uh... We're two men from Bristol uh, with a combined age of over 100. Um, one of us has got ginger hair. One of us is bold. Um, this is a solo episode tonight, if you didn't realise. And I should be doing three hours on the life and times of Johnny Briggs, who passed away uh, yesterday. The actor who played Mike Baldwin in Carnation Street. Uh, Johnny Briggs was born on the... I'm just getting his Wikipedia page up one second. Johnny Briggs was born... Actually, he lived in Porter's Head until he until he died, which is just around the corner from us. Um, Next door to Eddie Lodge. Johnny Briggs. Yeah, he's dead as well, isn't he? And Bobby Gould lives in uh, Porter's Head. And I almost got into I almost got into a um, a disagreement in the pub once. My old man tells a story that he was on a on a lads' night out. Uh, what, Sir Bob? In the Sir Robert thing. of Hall? Yeah, Sir Bob was, yeah. Lad's night yeah, out. And he, yeah, and you can't libel the dead, can you? Because no, Bobby Gould's no, still alive, isn't he? So we couldn't no libel kid. Bobby Gould, but we can't libel my old man. No, because your old man was a legend, mate. That's why we but, can't um, libel your, your old man. There's fucking yeah. to fucking say about him. They're not good. No, but he was on a night out um, in Bristol back in the 70s, and he said that he saw Bobby Gould uh, with a drag queen um, getting very amorous. In, uh, in a bar in Bristol, and uh, I recalled this, retold this story in a pub once, and somebody took great umbrage with it. Who was a friend of Bobby Gould's, apparently, and it heated uh, heated words were exchanged. But so what's what's, that, what's yeah, actually it, it wrong could be... with 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 liking a drag queen? What is what is actually wrong with that? If that's what he wanted to do, I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. No, I know, I'm, I'm, I've not got I'm no just problem saying, with it. I I have no the friend of Bobby Gould. Yeah, I'd have no problem if somebody like yeah. you fancied a bloody drag queen. No, no. That's just wrong, isn't it? Well, I didn't get a name of this person um, 20 years ago. We should, in, we, we should, slam, we Bristol, should find but... that out now. If, if you're out there yeah. listening in Twitter land and you happen to wander across a wrestling podcast where we proved beyond all shadow of a doubt that Andy can't do this alone. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to rig in, listener, um, and share us your story of being outraged by a friend of yours fancying a perfectly respectable drag queen, I would be more annoyed yeah. at the drag queen fancying Bobby Gould, to be quite honest. Oh yeah, because yeah. he was not a he was not a um, not a handsome man. Mm. He had no. two slug, no. two. He was a slug balancer, eyebrow wise. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's not a sexual uh, reference, is it? A slug balance. Who knows? If you wanna, if you wanna take it, it that be. way, you're, yeah. you're you, yep. you filthy fucking <laughs> slug balancer. You're a fucking yeah. slug balancer. You fucking slug. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the Bobby Gold story. Um, it was sad by Baldwin time, wasn't it? Obviously, I know you're not a fan. Not of over it when I couldn't actually give a fuck. You must be aware of the actor. I am or the aware of Mike Baldwin. I'm, I'm aware of it all, mate. I just don't give a fuck about mm. any of it. It's a soap. Yeah. He was 85. Yeah. He lived a life. Crack on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're doing WrestleMania uh, month this month. Um, we're covering, not Coronation uh, Mania. No, no, not yet. Um, or we're covering different WrestleMania each month. Last week we did WrestleMania 9. Um, and I, a lot of people, a lot of feedback I got, a lot of people got a soft spot for WrestleMania 9. I thought it was... It was <sighs> shit. And I think that's why people got a soft spot for it, because it was it it it's like WrestleMania's red-headed stepchild of a of a WrestleMania, yeah. wasn't it? It was so shit that people people revel, especially especially British people. We revel in the mundane, don't we? We mm. we love we love things that are supposed to be shit. We love yeah. Terry and June. We love naked like attraction. Terry. We we <laughs> love like Terry and June. Anything with fucking Hugh Fernley Whittinstall. Mm. It's just yeah, yeah we, sure we love the mundane, we love the rubbish, and we have a soft spot. We will always stick up for it. Actually, I bloody loved it. It was the worst thing on mm. the face of the earth, humanity's lowest point, but I quite liked it. And that's yes. that's, that, that's the British for you. We're we're we support the underdog for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever. You, this, this is why we're in the fucking it's... shit that we're in now with Brexit and COVID and fucking yeah everything mm. because we revel in banality and we're quite happy with it which is why boris johnson a fucking oaf who combs his hair with a fucking balloon yeah that that's why he's managed to last as long as he he has done because we're quite happy voting in cunts that don't do us any good oh they're just yeah. here to kill the poor let's give them another four years <laughs> mm. Uh, I don't disagree with any of that, to be honest. Um, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking. I'll start actually. I'm drinking. Oh, I just uh, finished the first one. I'm not f- about five minutes in. Yeah. And, and I've already finished the first chili chocolate choco libra Mexican hot chocolate stout. Very nice, it is too. Very, very, very drinkable. Mm. Um, you're on the Erdinger. No, That's Erdinger. Are you, are you dr- the um, Erdinger Weiss beer or the the, the yeah. double bock? No, the Weiss beer. Uh, double but uh, Erdinger uh, double box really nice. Oh, try try that. They did have that last time. Yeah, yeah, they should do. Okay, you should do if you get well, it. Yeah, it's it's really nice. But I I wouldn't um I wouldn't knock an Erdinger uh, vice beer. It's that's nice. Yeah, as well. yeah. Brewed to the brewed to the Rheinheitz Kabot of sixteen ninety four. Mhm. I'm drinking out of a plastic cup. But, yeah, you got you you no. you've just the Durham purity laws mean nothing to you, don't they? Is a Gloucester, just drunk. Gloucestershire. You've, ju- you've just you've just drunk of a, a, a fine beer, <laughs> brewed to the Reinheitsgebot German purity laws of sixteen ninety four, and you're drinking them in a plastic fucking cup. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a Gloucestershire County Cricket Club plastic cup. It's, it's still a plastic it's fucking a plastic cup. cup. Drink mm. it out of a proper beer glass. I got a proper beer glass. I'm just about to open the Brew York Vocation Sweet Temptation Chocolate Caramel Stout. Yeah. Very nice that is as well. So I'm already like five minutes in, and I'm already on my second beer. It's not looking yeah. good, people. I might have to trace on out to the bloody. No, I might have to get another. I got a North Star stout after this. So I might get another one of them because they're ten percent. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was WrestleMania. This week we're doing WrestleMania 13. Um. I think you mentioned that at the end of last week's. Pardon me. Yep. You should have done. Um. Um. So let's let's crack on. And we always and? do the top ten. Ah. The date. 
event took place. Now, obviously, uh, this was 1997, March the 23rd. So, a mixed bag, I would say. <laughs> if, if you're saying a mixed, say bag, mixed bag, fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, a mixed bag of what well, is sexual predators and others. Ooh, it's not very good. Um, number 10 is a song that I'm completely unaware of by Gina G called Fresh. No, but she's ooh, no. uh, just a little bit Gina G, isn't it? My um, my favourite memory of Gina G was uh, she presented Top you, of you Pops have, once. You have a favourite memory of Gina I G. I do, I do. <laughs> she presented Top of the Pops. Cunt. Top of the Pops she presented once. And that was the time that Rocket from the Crypt made their debut on the Top of the Pops. So she introduced oh, oh. Rocket from the Crypt on their Top of the Pops debut. Oh, yeah. God. Mm. They were good, weren't they? Rocket they from amazing. the Crypt, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not Gina G. Yeah. Um, number nine is a song called A Red Letter Day by the Pet Shop Boys. Okay. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, isn't It a Wonder by Boy Zones at number eight? That doesn't mean anything to me either. No. Uh, Madonna at number seven, Another Suitcase in Another Hall. Is that from Is that from Evita? That's from Evita. Um, originally sung by Barbara Evita. Dixon. Okay. Your friend, Dixon. friend of mine, friend of mine, yeah. um, Sarah, um, used yeah. to follow Mega City 4 around. This is not her, wasn't her first, um, wasn't her first experience of following a band around because mm-hmm. her mum was a mad keen yeah. Barbara Dixon fan and used to follow Barbara yeah. Dixon around on tour. <laughs> I know. I enjoyed them. Um, uh, I know him so well. That was Barbara Dixon and Lane Page, wasn't it? I think I sang it was, karaoke yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who did you before. sing that with? <laughs> I can't remember. It's probably that. Um, it's probably that drag queen that Bobby Gould was with. Um, yeah, he was with you, really, wasn't he? Not Bobby Gould. <laughs> it was me dressed again. As Bobby Gould. Not that there's anything um, wrong with that. No, no, not at all. Uh, number six is Encore une fois by Sash. Remember that? Nope. Nope. Uh, a song called Flash by BBE was number five. No. Nope. Um, I don't know. BBE. BBE. I don't know anyway. BBE. Okay. Yeah. Just some random uh, letters, yeah. Okay. I'm just making this up. Number four is uh, "Anywhere for You" by the Backstreet Boys. No. Um, I recognize number three. there's a lot of names I recognise in all this, but none of yeah. the songs have actually managed to stick so far, apart from a cover um, version by of Barbara Dixon's song by Mad Madge. Yeah. Number three is uh, "Don't Speak" by No Doubt. Yeah, I never got them. Um, oh, they're good. They're scary no. punk. No, they're not. They're just fucking awful pop band who play off the um, fact they've got an attractive singer. Yeah, a friend of mine when we were at school was convinced. Same as any band with me in it. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a friend of mine used to. He was convinced that Gwen Stefani was a man. Um, are they? Are they? Are yeah. they? Are they saying? <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, they were. How is How is Gwen Stefani a man on any level? I don't know. I don't know. Um, number two. Uh, I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. There's your. There you uh, go. Now we're now we're motoring on fucking. Now we're flying yeah. on pedo gas. <laughs> We've covered all the bases in the first ten minutes. Pedophiles, uh, 
drag queens. Um, uh, 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 let, let, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying, fucking, I'm not putting those let, people no, in the no, same... You, let's fucking stop there, shall we? I'm not putting let's those people not, in the same... Let's not, be, let's not be putting drag queens on the same level at any fucking level of paedophiles. Thank you very much. No, I did correct myself immediately when I said that. Um, Good. I, yeah, there's no way I consider... Um, drag queens and paedophiles in, in any way at all in the same uh, the same category. Um, I apologise to any any drag queens who are listening um, if I've offended them. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, fucking, that's poor, Andy. And Come I, on. I don't apologise to any paedophiles who listen to us. In fact, um, we encourage paedophiles not to listen and to hand them. We do, yeah, yep, yep. And number one is Mama. Uh, slash who do you think you are by the Spice Girls Oof. it's just I, turgid I enjoyed, isn't it just I enjoyed the Spice Girls first turgid. album yeah um yeah so that was the top 10 of it's only going to get worse when we do these top 10s aren't they yeah because the next one's going to be sort of late 90s uh, late to, to, be honest, to be honest Wrestlemania's top 10 from the last from last week Wrestlemania's 9's top 10 is probably going to yeah. be about as good as it gets isn't it yeah that depressing yeah. state of affairs. It is. Well, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. So, WrestleMania 13. So, from the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. And Seen of was... one of the one of the places that um, WrestleMania 2 was yeah. staged yeah. as well. The Rosemont Horizon bit. Was was that not the main bit with Hulk, Shithouse, Hogan and was that... King Kong, Ted Bundy? Yeah. I think it was there, um, wasn't it? Yeah. There was... Uh, it was this is the, the only WrestleMania, apparently, which never sold out. No, it was the well, first WrestleMania. One. The first WrestleMania which didn't sell out. Yeah, this one, yeah. Wow. Yeah. When, when you when you think of the time frame... Yeah. I, I guess I guess they were on the... I guess they were on the, the move from the lean times into the wildly successful times. Yeah. They? Because the wildly yeah. successful times were slightly after Rocky yeah, Mike Via... Yeah, we'll the end it. of this year. The end of this year, it was the tide of yeah, turn, was, it? really. Yeah, it was just starting to turn because this this was, as we will go into later, quite pivotal WrestleMania for a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do a bit of background to what was going on at this sort of time. So yeah, this was in the kind of middle of the WCW's dominance of the yep. of the ratings between them and Nitro and Raw. Um, mm-hmm. So at the Rumble of '97 was where um, Austin had, had won uh, by obviously by cheating his way by getting back in the ring after being eliminated, which then led to the final four pay per view. Yeah, but the which um, is a great match. The final four yeah. one was actually a really good match. So yeah, yeah. But the original idea by going forwards for this WrestleMania was supposed to be um, a rematch of the previous years of Brett and Sean and. Oh, according to Brett, anyway, the plan was supposed to be that, that Sean would, would do the job and put Brett over and kind of get get the win back from the from the previous year. So that was the plan going up to up to WrestleMania. But then, obviously, after Sean won the title back at the Royal Rumble, he uh, he lost his smile and he decided that uh, actually cunt. he didn't Absolute fancy. Uh, he didn't fancy losing. Yeah, he didn't fancy losing yeah. to anybody. Prick. Well, that's the thing. If you look at this entire year, pretty much. Yeah. From well, no, I mean, well, yeah, really, because uh, again, go back. According to you know a lot of 
sources, the, the plans where it's supposed to be that it's supposed to be Shawn Michaels and Vader, and obviously then Vader would beat Shawn Michaels eventually for the title, and potentially Michaels would get it back at the Rumble, and then, but because of Shawn Michaels, everything, like the, almost the whole year of booking changed. Yeah. Because of one bloke and his attitude Tantric. and his sort of actions. Yeah. Basically. Which is nuts, really, to think about it. I, won't, I mean, that, but that was kind of the state WWF were in at the time. They had to, probably had to carry out to their one big star. Because if he fucked off, they'd be, they'd be in big trouble. So, but yeah, so he had um, that final four pay-per-view and then Brett won the title there. Uh, but it was kind of all adding, building up to this feud between Brett and Austin. Um, then I think the night after that Final Four pay-per-view, it was Brett versus Sid. Austin got involved in that and ended up costing Brett the title. Um, and it went all the way through to... I watched the Raw before this WrestleMania. And the finish of that is fucking quality. So it was Sid and Brett in the cage for the title. And obviously the the matches already booked for WrestleMania were Brett versus Austin and Sid versus Undertaker. So Austin was coming down trying to help Brett win because that would mean it'd be him and Brett for the title. And the Undertaker was coming down to interfere to help Sid because obviously if Sid won, it would be Sid versus the Undertaker for the title. And it was a real kind of like, you can see it was obviously it was the last event before WrestleMania. And it kind of set it all up perfectly. And that was when Brett, obviously, I mean, when Brett lost in the end, Austin tried to help him out and he still had luck losing. And that was where they interviewed him afterwards and he properly kind of snapped the first time. He pushed Vince over and he swore, saying this is bullshit. And it was the first time they probably aired live sort of swearing on, on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> But they were really pushing his angle of Brett being this, he was obviously feeling that he'd been hard done by and everybody was against him turning into this crying whining kind of you know legend. So what brett what brett was actually like in real life yeah really. yeah 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 he probably felt all this stuff anyway didn't he? like you said all the, the stuff with Shawn michaels now he'd been screwed out of his wrestlemania main event so yeah like a lot, a lot of stuff he was coming out with probably how he actually felt yeah um which makes it easier to to, to get over that way didn't it if that's how you actually feel then um, but yeah, so that was a good lead, that led up to WrestleMania 13. Um, so yeah, there's no, <laughs> no theme music, no special. No, it just, the, just the, we had to put up with that fucking god awful mm. WrestleMania theme tune for a few years. Um, so hopefully Andy won't put that because I, I did, no, I did listen back to the start of last week's. Um, did you basically because I. Andy bullied me into buying a headset, spending my hard-earned money on shit I didn't need. So I wanted to see yeah. if it actually made any difference. Um, and it sounded good. So yeah, I begrudgingly accept that I probably did need to buy a headset. Did you, uh, did you get to the end? No, but I, I saw the tweets yeah. about the fucking awful music you put on at the end. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's... Number 70 hit, yeah. Mm. Mm. See, so, yeah, so there was a... Um, by the time you listened to this, I probably would have put it up on, on our Twitter account. There was like a promo which led into the Brett, uh, Brett Austin match. And actually, they didn't play that here. They played like a, an intro video, like they did at the time. I think it was... Did the same guy did the voiceovers for all their 
intros around this time. So when I can remember, I'll be able to talking earlier, I kind of started get back into wrestling after summertime of this year. But I think this event and the previous year's events, I remember borrowing off you on tape in like when we not long after we first met to sort of catch up on all this stuff which had happened in sort of 97 96 yeah because we did we didn't i i didn't start I, I didn't start on um um mau until 2004 yeah yeah so i'd already got so, into i got back into it about night less sort of late 97 early 98 but i hadn't seen any of the 96, 95, 96, 97 stuff, because again, there was no way I, of I, seeing it. I had all that on yeah. video. So. But the guy who did the intro for this was a guy, I think he did the intro for SummerSlam about like, Shawn Michaels and Vader and the monsters and that kind of thing. And did this yeah, black the, and white. The, they, had those, they had those sort of, they had those sort of um, intro people, didn't they? That they have, I was at, UFC used Ron Perlman of um yeah yeah the actor who did um beauty and the beast for the television series <laughs> and he's, he did um uh, oh god it, what, what else was he um he's in, he's in of hellboy yeah it was hellboy as well hellboy. And, Ron yeah. and um he's got one of those good <laughs> yeah big event voiceover voices and they used to use that all the time yeah so yeah, the intro for this was kind of it was it sort of looked back on the past events, but then it was like a more serious tone about Brett and Austin and the nation of domination and you know scary stuff. And then it cuts out and it goes into that little jolly WrestleMania tune straight after. It's like with the really with the really poxy fucking Lindrum drum sound. Oh fuckers, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Vince, it's Vince, it's Vince, this is Vince's last ever WrestleMania as an announcer. Yeah, as a, as a commentator, yeah. Yeah. Because next yeah. year he was Mr. McMahon, wasn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. It's Vince, JR, and King commentating. Carlos um, Pereira and Hugo Savinovich on the yeah, uh, yeah. Spanish announce table. Yeah. And Ray Rougeau and another French French. Yeah. Um, right, so there's no national anthem, is there? Not, yeah, not, not that they we. Used, they've always, yeah. yeah, not that we miss it, but I didn't kind of notice that there was nobody doing the national anthem, and it again, it seemed like this was more of a. We'll get to it later on, but like if you look, go back to the previous WrestleManias, it seemed to be more kind of like the crowd were more families and sort of day trippers, and like with WrestleMania Nine, where it just seemed to be like a lot of people in the crowd were visibly drunk. <laughs> more kind of it's more yeah, Chicago that. that's what they do uh, yeah yeah but um yeah so the first match then more classic then so oh, the Godwin's the Headbangers Furnace and Lafon and the uh the new Blackjack the fatal four way it was yeah um, to be to be fair enough for all their hokey nonsense um a, a, a good fired up um promo from the new Blackjacks before and both trying to be Barry Wyndham trying to be his dad and fucking JBL trying to be Stan Hansen. Mm, yeah. um, both failing. And I, yeah. I did I did feel slightly sad for Barry Wyndham having to sort of basically recreate his dad's bloody gimmick. Um, mm. But as we said, at the time, he wasn't really that bothered about anything that he did. He wasn't he didn't want to be a, a, a massive star. He didn't want to. 
he's quite happy just to get paid, wouldn't he? So he could yeah. do what he wanted yeah. to do. So, but um, still, I mean, they look good. I thought in this again, they really yeah, they did. Time, they did they? look good in it. Um, and they were they were out of all of them, they were the 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 team that I guess Vince would have probably got behind the most. I don't think yeah. he knew what the fuck to do with um, Doug Furness and Phil Lafon. No. He, he no, didn't have all. an absolute. He, he just signed them because he could, yeah. uh, and he didn't have a clue what to do with them. The Godwins were utter bilge from the moment <laughs> they fucking got there. Well, Absolutely um, fucking horseshit. And if, the headbangers, what can yeah. you say? <laughs> well, on this, the Godwins, they obviously haven't got the rights to um, Hillbilly Jim's music. So on the, on, the, on the network, they come out to some, like, country and western shite. But on the actual night, they came out to the proper... Uh, don't go miss with a country boy. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. Billy yeah. Jim retained yeah. the rights to that sensible man from yeah. Bowling not, Green, Kentucky. They're not coughing up, so we have to get some dubbed on fucking dosy do horseshit. Um, but I didn't realise when I did um, going back to uh, some of the cross promotion when I did the Cy uh, uh, Powell's podcast. Yeah, it's um, like yeah. <laughs> Fuck any other podcaster, wouldn't you? We spoke about um, I can't remember where it was that Godforsaken WCW Lethal Lottery thing. I, I had no idea that Tex Slazenger and Shanghai Pierce that was yeah, the that Godwins. was the Godwins, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, well. And obviously he went on to be Naked Midian, didn't he? Uh, Naked Midian, the the, <laughs> the world's best dressed fucking yeah, best dressed wrestler. It's a weird the old hillbilly gimmicks. A weird kind of. Gimmick, especially in because you like, again you think back this was 1997 so I, to me 1997 feels about six months ago um there's a lot of stuff in this which is again probably i mean you think 1997 was when um new, new labor tony blair that's when i got elected was 97 that feels that feels quite modern but a lot of this is not very modern is it we'll get, we'll get to more things <laughs> no no the, later on but yeah Anyway, um, the upshot of the Fatal Four was that the Headbangers won. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> and it would be, I think it was for like a number one contenders. And they actually slot. won the title after that, didn't they? Yeah, they, they beat, obviously they must have beat Owen and Brett, Owen and Davey Boy, I suppose. I, I can't remember. I didn't go that far. But that was, again, that was a bit like, um, so a lot of the stuff in this is probably slightly influenced by ECW. Yeah, because they they started using ECW, aren't they? As well, they've been on a few shows this is when they were kind of working together. But a few other matches later on are very ECW esque, but not as good, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, so what have we got next? So we got the um, the magnificent yeah honky tonk man. <laughs> I was quite pleased to see him actually. To sit, to, yeah, yeah, to sit on. <laughs> Sit on um, the announced table uh, yeah. for the next intercontinental defence by a young wrestler formerly known as Flex Cavana. Came in, yeah. and set the world alight with his ridiculous hair and overly cheerful manner. Um, Rocky Maivia. Well, he trimmed the hair back a bit by this point, hadn't he? Like when he first started, bit, he had the yeah. like yeah, Ryan Giggs sort of hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, by this point, he, he trimmed it back a bit. But. Um, yeah, Honka Top Man comes out and he, he sits in on commentary. Um, and then they show Captain Lou Albano and Arnold Scarland. Arnold Scarland, yeah. And apparently um, Albano was a, like a rampant alcoholic, wasn't he? 
Oh, God, and yeah. He, he yeah. Gurning like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and accompanying the Sultan to the ring were the Iron Sheik and Mad Bob Backman. Yeah. <laughs> what weird combination of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. bizarre. But he was in his full Mad Bob stage by then, wasn't he? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the suit and and, and, and the, sh- the iron yeah. sheet could barely move. <laughs> so we get to later on. He got, um, I think he got released later on this year for failing a drugs test. I don't know oh, why, saying, he would, yeah, why he, he was drug he, testing him, but talent all got drug tested, and he was yeah. uh, a well-known pothead. So yeah, I was looking back, and he got. I think when he got fired the first time from WWF was when him in. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan got pulled over and Hacksaw was uh, like doped out of his mind on marijuana. Yeah. And the Sheik was was, was off his tits on coke, apparently. And the big, one of the big things was that they were, because they were, it was, I think it was in the press. And uh, I don't know, would Vince have been in, I think this was like 1980, early to mid 80s, probably would have been Vince. Yeah. But they were pissed off because obviously kayfabe, I think they were feuding at the time. Yeah, they were. So for them to be seen in the car together, socialising, was was a no-no. Back then, it was a, the cardinal yeah. sin because everything was kayfabe, wasn't it? Never mind they were off their heads. More the case yeah, that, you know. That wasn't, the, the, the fact they were off their mi- minds yeah. on illegal drugs was not yeah. the issue. It was the fact that they blew... <laughs> kayfabe out of the wall, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That's how important it was then, though. That's yeah. the thing. It was it was everything. Old promoters would right up to Cowboy Bill Watts was still big on making sure that the the storyline good guys and storyline bad guys didn't share the same dressing room, didn't mm. stay in the same hotel. It was yeah. everything to protect kayfabe, wasn't it? But mm. Mm. this is why wrestling Twitter is the downfall of um, wrestling in general. Yeah, the internet the internet has actually killed wrestling. I think, I, I mean, again, I can see this because everybody's, like, every wrestler has got a, a Twitter account, haven't they? Do um, I know who's got the worst Twitter wrestling account? Go on, then. Is it Boudreaux Parker? Oh, um, what's his name? I've seen him. Bordeaux. Is it Bordeaux Parker? Yeah, Boudreaux Parker, Bordeaux. This, Hang on. This I'm, I'm looking him up now. NCAA. They just signed him, haven't they? Yeah, He's... they have. And it's just, it's just... He's done nothing in professional wrestling. Yeah, he might, yeah. He might be he might be big on the collegiate wrestling stuff, all that bollocks. But he's done, and already they're calling his his own pages destroyer of gods. You've done fuck Parker, all, son. You're not even Parker Bordeaux, Parker Boudreaux, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's done nothing. That's yet, his real son. name. That's yeah. getting changed, isn't it? it yeah, <laughs> There's no done way. Nothing, son. Basically, yeah. you and so it's it's tweets, fucking um, nightmares leave my head blooded and battered, and yeah. it's like fucking grow up, son. Nobody believes all this shit anymore. Just fucking get out there and and get a following. Do you just pay your dues, get on with it. Your Twitter account is doing you no fucking favors whatsoever. You just come across like a fucking ass. Yeah. So they signed. Rick he takes himself well, way too seriously. Destroyer of gods. He ain't even a destroyer of Gilbert, let alone a fucking um, god. Destroyer. Rick Steiner's son. Rick Fucks. Rick Steiner's son is called Kevin Bronson Steiner. Rich Steiner. No, Bronson Gavin, Rich Steiner. Gavin Steiner. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you don't like his Twitter account, but uh, Parker. I don't. Although, I don't. He doesn't no. come. He doesn't come up on my Twitter account. Not that I've got Does one. Not? Honest. Honest. No, of course people. not. No. 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 Mm. That's just you in a mask, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah, I'm the midnight yeah. tugboat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Um, I was going to say I, I find it like Twitter's kind of killed the the cafe thing with wrestlers because everybody's got a, a Twitter account. I said it a few weeks ago. I mean, it's 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 all a load of bollocks to be honest. But you'll have one one week um, Alexa Bliss is on on TV possessed by a. <laughs> By uh, a murderous demon and making blood come out of people's mouths, and and then the next day she's tweeting about her YouTube show and that kind of thing, and that sort of it sort of doesn't um yeah, but that's low on the list of complaints regarding wrestling, isn't it? but hey, but I enjoyed the Sultan. Oh, he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just before he he, was, he, he really ballooned up for yeah. Rikishi and beyond but that was good he looked yeah. after his cousin made him look good yeah you forget that he, they, they were they were cousins um but this is quite it's quite long quite for the amount of matches on this they're all quite long all the matches because there's only like seven or eight matches on the entire card isn't there but it's yeah yeah this goes well, on a while the, the, and ho- the, the last of the normal <laughs> almost like the yeah. last of the normal length ones isn't it yeah yeah the honky top man and commentary is very jarring on commentary it's quite aggressive oh, like, wait, wait. shouting and like yeah it's a bit later on when um yeah we'll get to it in a second but so it's it's a rocky beat triple h for the title uh, a few weeks earlier um a survivor series wasn't it? on his debut actually a survivor series he won it on his yeah um but then during this match there was loud die rocky die songs and rocky sucks um, and even on the commentary, they're just saying, oh, he's the son of Rocky Johnson and his granddad was this bloke. And, yeah, but he's, he's a rookie. And he's, he, yeah, he's got no chance against the experienced Sultan. So they weren't, they weren't exactly pushing him very hard on the commentary. Um, and was, was Rocky Johnson that much of a big name? Um, he was he was Rocky Soulman Johnson. He was a mm. he was tag team champion with Tony Atlas. Yeah. yeah. So he oh, was yeah, a real show. tag team champion. Yeah. So I guess um, over the years he was high chief Peter Maivere was very well respected. Yeah. Yeah. They show Tony Atlas in the crowd, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. He, he sat and, there. And at the end, with the post-match yeah. beat down after he uh, Rocky yeah. Johnson comes out and then gets leathered by the Sultan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was expecting him to come out because he didn't. He doesn't. You're kind of thinking. Well, for a start, when The Rock's getting beaten up, you're thinking, well, maybe Tony Atlas will get in the ring because they've shown him, and he doesn't. And then, like you said, um, um, uh, Rocky Johnson comes out, like, fresh from the... He's come from a disco, basically. He comes down and starts uh, getting involved, and then he gets starts getting his ass kicked. And I'm just waiting for, oh, this is where Tony Atlas comes in and gets involved. But nothing happened. Yeah, he probably wouldn't play Probably weren't paying him any money, so why should he get no. involved? Yeah, we just sat there. But it's quite quite impressive to see the Iron Sheik put the camel clutch on the rock. <laughs> it is in full suit and pointy boots and uh, uh, but yeah, this match is uh, it's kind of there, isn't it? The Rock wins. Yeah, when yeah, nobody gave a fuck. And the pe- person he bought a beat for the title mm. 
is higher up on the card. So yeah, not by much, but yeah. Coming um, out next was yeah. Triple H with the pre boob implant and jewelry set in China when she was at her most odd looking. Yeah. I think I mentioned before I had a, I had a thing about China back in there. Yeah, you have. In the old days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, out, they're out next for the match. with this way, um, Actually, that is an interview before that with Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Talking about how he's uh, he's going to be the, the special guest referee and uh, he's a special enforcer when he in the uh, no submission match. In the submission match coming up. No submission. Um, no yeah. submission match. <laughs> And it shows him, I think on Raw, he beat up uh, Rockabilly. Put a few uh, submission moves on him, you know. Show how, show how tough he was. Um, but yeah, so there's some um, Triple H in China. To try, uh, Triple H versus Goldust. With with both with their Marina. both their other halves at the, the time. Yeah. I think Triple H was seeing China. Mm. Obviously, um, Goldust was married to Terry. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a strange. So this is when they were just kind of i think they turned Golda's face a few months earlier and this is where well, they, they were, give him they give him his wife marlena and she was in, yeah. in this but um they were toning they, down the androgynous stuff weren't they a bit more and it was more like more this is him and this is his wife yeah but that, i think that probably diminished the gimmick a bit didn't it really because a little bit yeah you know i think they've run out of things to do with him after well he with most people after they, they, you know, he had that big run with the IC title and was um, involved in some big matches. And by this point, he was kind of on the way down the card a bit, wasn't he? With yeah. the bloke who's Triple H is kind of they, they said that he'd what well, obviously it was he was supposed to win King of the Ring the year before, wasn't he? When Austin had it, but he was involved in the the curtain call business. Yeah, and. By this point, I think they said he kind of he paid his dues and he was now sort of on the way back up to to being a big player again. Um, but this is, I mean, it's, it's a good match. I mean, it's, we always say that Goldust is probably underrated as a wrestler. Oh God, yeah, of course he you was. Know? He was. He he's, he was good. Um, not world championship good. But well, good. We, we've had this debate, don't we, on a regular basis? But. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Triple H is kind of working his way up to being a big player on the card. But um, but this is mainly, remember, for the finish, isn't it? For the, the spot where Marlene ends up flying towards China and China catches her and then she <laughs> shakes the fuck out of her, basically. And it's like she's shaking a, a, like a doll. No, her arms and legs go Rag flying dolled. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things when you see like a, like a spoof kind of film or comedy and they... They, they sort of spoof an action scene and someone just shaking a dummy around it. It looked like that, but it was actually a real person. Um, and Triple H wins. Um, and then they, yeah, they kind of, they cut to Goldust and Marlena and it's like trying to show the more human side of Goldust, you know, he's his man and his wife and, you know, he's not a cross-dressing oddball like he was being portrayed a few months earlier, but... Well, he is, obviously. Like, We've spoken a lot about cross-dressing tonight for some reason. Yeah, I know. You're it's, a bit obsessed at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's on my it mind, is. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, yeah, then it's just Shawn Michaels backstage, and he's trying to trying to work a computer. It's like GIF, yeah. I think. You've seen quite a lot of him tapping away. He's a fucking... At this time, he was such a blend, really. 
Yeah, it just makes totally me angry. Hundred percent bell end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, the tag team match next. The tag team champions. So, so it's Owen and Davy Boy against uh, Vader and Mankind. Vader and Mankind coming out. Mankind at his most deranged at the start. Yeah. He'd, he'd ripped. He'd ripped off how like a large section of his hair for effect. Yeah, yeah. Vader was on one on the entrance. Yeah. Um, and they were brought to the ring by Paul Bearer. Yeah. Well, they, again, like we said earlier about Vader and his kind of, his alternate plans, which we're supposed to be, but they, um, in the Rumble, we beat uh, Undertaker in the Rumble in a singles match, and that was when he kind of aligned with Paul Bearer. Yeah. Um, and then they were kind of, like, it wasn't really much of a, it's, it's a good match, and it's for, like, Hall of Fame blokes, really, in, in the match. Um, but it was kind of thrown together a little bit, I think. Yeah, with but, the with the double Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart. Yeah, mm. he was amazing, money at this point. Uh, yeah, and Britain's own British bulldog. They had a on the way to the ring. They were accosted by Jr. for yeah. a, a quick interview. Yeah, because obviously I think the night before, uh, I think it was the Slammies the night before, and Owen apparently had made a comment about how he was the the leader of the team and the boss of the team. So JR was trying to sort of stir up a bit of controversy. Yeah, so they, they did. They were on the verge of this. Is this but, was a nice yeah. bit of longer term booking because this all tied in with Brett's heel turn. Yeah, yeah. And then and he kind of brought the, them back the together. The time where they right. came out on Raw to 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 get them both together, and that was that led to the Heart Foundation forming. So the seeds of it were being planted here. Yeah, there seemed to be a lot of again. There seemed to be. Not really a WrestleMania where things were ended. Wasn't no, it, it, was like, it, it was... seemed like quite a transitional. Um, yeah, a transitional WrestleMania for it's, uh, quite a few seeds were were sown mm. for things to come, weren't they? And yeah. WrestleMania normally, as you quite rightly pointed out, WrestleMania is a, a place where feuds blow off and mm. new feuds maybe begin. But this this sort of kept a few things evolving and ticking over didn't it rather than end and start yeah it was quite yeah, tra- yeah quite a transitional wrestlemania looking were, back quite an astute observation was... young andrew thank you very much mate thank you very much it's probably they were probably oh, so they must have had their but, plans but you know what they say out. even a even a even a stopped clock tells the right time twice <laughs> yeah yeah um they must have had their plans laid out you know and then they were all kind of Things were, were changed a little bit, but I th- I think yeah I think there was the Shawn Michael um, sort of thing which threw a spanner into a lot of works, but yeah it actually um, with hindsight was for the best because we got a lot of good booking out of that yeah transitional approach for for the next year because 1997 to be fair we we had a look I was having a look just as I was on the network dialing up. WrestleMania 13, and there's banger after banger of pay-per-views. Mm. A load of in-your-houses that were good. All the main ones, the, the Summer Slams and the Survivors, they were all good. It had Canadian Stampede. Yep. It just, yeah, 97 was a fucking year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the year where, and... where actually, the WWF started to, to hit its stride again and come out of that dominance that you were talking about the WCW had. Mm. It was it was time over the next year where they really really did start clicking and getting into 
a good groove with the attitude era just about to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, um, I mean, they're always kind of on the verge of splitting up, it seemed like Owen and Davey, because they had the, before this, they'd had the, the European Championship uh, tournament, which it was Davey and Owen in the final, whilst they were a tag team, and it was still, I think Davey won, obviously, and they, yeah. but they still remained kind of a team after that. I don't know where Cornette was, he must have gone by this point, wasn't he? Uh, I he think was managing them for a while, about, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was, he was, and he was Vader as well for a while. Yeah, Invader. He was, he was ostensibly brought in to be Yokozuna's American mouthpiece because Fuji was a shit fucking interview, and they needed somebody to put him over. Um, but they yeah. kept him on for that NWA stuff. Yeah, because when did he, um, set he did up, his, uh... he did his few bits of shoot interviews, which is the uh, the very first one was unscripted and off the cuff and it was it was a sort of interview that Cornette did well mm. outraged and sort of riffing on some sort of truth and sort of just exaggerating everything a little bit but he did he did that sort of stuff well and if you stick to a wrestling sort of side of things I, I still stand by the fact that Jim Cornette does that sort of stuff really well it's just every apart from his hatred of um Donald Trump and the NRA. Every other thing he says, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so by this point, he moved backstage. I think numbers. I think he was commentating and doing other things and booking as well. He, well, he was um, down. He was he was down in OVW by that point. So he'd taken. He, yeah. he was. He sort of, he owned that really with with um with Danny Davis. He he not the referee Danny Davis one half of the nightmares, Danny Davis, um, Southern wrestling sort of legend, um, which he started booking OVW and, and it wasn't contrary to popular belief. It wasn't a WWF feeder or developmental system because of his ties with the WWF. He would accept some of their greener guys down there to sort of train up a little bit. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, De- developmental sort of thing and he didn't have a very good relationship with um with John Laurinaitis um and that's why it went south yeah well he's better than he John, Lor- John Laurinaitis <laughs> um yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so this match ends in a uh carrying out double carrying out I think he during the match uh, like playing up that Owens the the weak link and Davy Boy's the, you know the. So again, yeah, this is weird because Davy was still getting. There's a lot of stuff in this. In theory, this is a match between two heels, two sets of heels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. But Davy was still was kind a, of a face-ish. He was still yeah, kind of getting cheered a bit. Three quarters of a heel match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it ends up in a. I mean, mankind takes a few, as he does in every match, takes a few ropey-looking spots where he. Probably half killed himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as you do. Yeah, yeah. But it ends up with a double carrot now. And uh, get, Davies gets a mandible claw outside the ring and he doesn't break it. And there's a double DQ. Um, yeah. And this is Vader's kind of last. Like He he looked good in this match. But they, as we, we spoke about on our... Again, you go, we've, we've covered in this match, we've done episodes about Vader. We've done episodes about Davy Boy. We've done an episode about Mankind... Uh, we covered most people in this 
at yeah, the show, yeah. to be honest. We haven't done Ken Shamrock yet, have we? <laughs> Give no. me, uh, that's way down the list. Um, yeah, he's a little bit down. Or Headbangers. Uh, but yeah, probably not top of our list either, to be fair. No, above Ken uh, Shamrock, maybe, but naturally, just. no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and then we get that the promo, which I put on Twitter. I think I put up, well, by the time you've heard this, I would have put it on Twitter. It's a promo for the Brett Stone Cold match, which kind of details the the whole story, really. So, Brett coming back. So, I think after WrestleMania the year before, he left for a while. And there were some rumours whether he was actually going to come back at all. And his contract was, oh, his contract was up. I, th- I think um, that, that he, was, he, was in, he was in negotiations with WCW at that mm. point. But the fact yeah. that he was looking for a little bit more long term. Um, yeah, yeah, he could have signed for one or two years for a good good thing. But I don't think, I don't think he wanted to go. No. And, and then that was when, that was when um, Vince gave him significantly lower yearly, but for the guaranteed mm. longer term contract. And he took that um, because at the time, well documented that he, he used to regard Vince as his second father at that point, almost. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, it would have been easy for him to switch. Yeah, it would have been easier for him to switch. But at the end of the day, Owen was there. Davy was there. Davy was man, uh, married to Diana, who is sister, mm-hmm. who used to dress like some kind of whore. <laughs> yeah. No, that's your heart impression for a while. <laughs> you, you've uh, just been dressed. you just like some kind of whore. They were there. They were ringside, weren't they, for this match? They were always just fucking yeah. ringside, weren't they? Yeah. Um, Luckily, we didn't have fucking said, Jerry Lawler making Egyptian mummy jokes about either of them. No, they were actually. That was the thing in this match. Well, we'll get to it. But there was no. They, they, there was no jokes on commentary. It was all played like because they were all. Well, they, we'll get to it in a minute. But they. Um, yeah. So they showed the whole story. So he, he goes away. He comes back. I think his first sort of feud coming back. Well, Austin's started calling him out basically when he wasn't there saying oh well, Bret Hart he's, you know what well, um you know what I think about Bret Hart uh, if you could on the hitman if you put an S in front of that that's what I think of uh <laughs> Bret Hart that's and, outrageous um, <laughs> and then yeah so they came back they had a match of Survivor Series and but then as time goes on it was it was just constantly bubbling this feud between Austin and Bret um, and then they dig in in this little promo, they detail like Brett's sort of meltdown over the previous few weeks about becoming this sort of paranoid, miserable um, character. Which he sort of and, uh, he, he, he sort of yeah. agreed with later on afterwards. He, he did say I was it was just it was just amping up what I was feeling at the time, which is yeah. and fair worked, enough. And I, I did. Um, have you read the, the Brett Hart's autobiography? No, I haven't. No, I can't read. So okay, you don't read at all, right? You fucking <laughs> moron. No, I haven't read it. No, um, no. I I think I've I I lent it to somebody, um, yeah. and I've not got it back. But it was really good. They he he did sort of. He was quite candid in his his autobiography about this sort of time frame where he was basically playing playing himself and how he felt at the time. He wasn't happy. Mm. Um, things were starting to change. Look, there's Stu. Yeah, he's not looking like some kind of a whore. <laughs> you got it on him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, yeah. But it, it, he did play it well, and I think 
he gave Steve Austin the green light just to push some buttons um, and allude to things. His way of thinking about it was that it made for a more believable feud if you were actually mm. using stuff that there were underlying tensions for. Um, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, yeah. But he gave him the green light for that. And uh, have you watched the Stone Cold sessions where he interviews Bret Hart? No, I haven't. No, no. No, no. Watch that. They do go into that a little bit. Yeah. There, and he does allude to all that sort of. Yeah. They work very closely on that, and he mm. they clearly got a lot of respect for each other. If, if you see that episode of the Stone Cold sessions, yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. They were they were blending the storylines into real life really well there. They didn't mm. do that anymore, do they? It's just a not really fucking, no. a, a massive pile of shit these days. Um, when they do do stories the, uh, like being held back in that, it's kind of like like the storyline with um, they were pushing this big thing about Cesaro and it's an oh he's been held back for all these years and he's been on TV saying oh I've been I've been held back and I've not been given the chance and stuff and and it's on TV like as a part of a promo and it's like but, the, but we all everybody kind of agrees with the fact that he should have been given more of a a main event push and he should be a massive star but the people that are in this are the reason why you're not a massive fucking star in the first place it's like and same as like Ali saying oh you know coming out and doing these promos saying oh we're retribution we're not getting pushed because WWE's uh, they're basically alluding that they're you know there's a reason why he's not got a push and it's because WWE uh, they don't like people like him don't like people with names like his and it's like this is all well and good <laughs> and it is to be fair it's true but they're exploiting this for a fucking storyline basically and they're yeah, yeah, putting yeah. this out on TV I'm paying you and you know he'll do what he's he'll do what he's told well yeah I know he's yeah. making enough money he's guaranteed another contract he's I, I get fed up with people saying fucking... I, I, think, I mean everybody everybody thinks Cesaro is amazing don't they you get very few people that will say he's not he, a but, really good fucking wrestler but he's not He's not off. He's not a fully rounded character. His, his promos are shit. Yeah, he can't. He can't carry a promo. He can't carry. He can't carry a storyline to any real good effect. And you have to be a. You have to be a more rounded character. Heaven forbid that the fact that he's a really good wrestler, good everything he look, does in the ring looks yeah. solid and believable. And it, it's sad that those other skills are valued more than actual in-ring work these days because yeah. you've only you've only you only got a look you don't have to look too far within the wwf or the tiny wrestling organization mm-hmm. but obviously they're not so tiny anymore because they just signed signed that big lummox fucking big show <laughs> yeah yeah but it in it <sighs> It was only going to be a matter of time before they turned into WCW in 1999 and everybody was going to be signed that the WWF didn't want anymore. And now, Mm. after that initial rush of getting people from the independents that people wanted to see, now it's just WWE offcuts and I'm a little bit disappointed in that side of things. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like you said. It's you don't want to go down that. I can remember sort of mid mid two thousands with TNA. TNA would sign. I think they signed. Obviously, they got 
Jeff Hardy, they got Booker T, they got Rhino, they got all these people who got released from WWF, and they already had people there like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Um, this is back when people like um, Christopher Daniels were younger as well, and they all went on to be obviously AJ Styles, the massive star. Samoa Joe should have been a master star but he was never able to become the as big a star as he, as he he probably left it a bit too late to move to WWF didn't he uh, but again yeah. whether WWF would have ever actually done anything with him but he had all these guys there and but they concentrate on bringing in and again you don't want but like we said before the the kind of their I think I know you've got your opinions on AEW I'm I'm kind of again I don't watch it to be honest so I can't. No, really I don't watch any wrestling. I haven't watched no. AEW no. for ages. Yeah. I think I think I probably need to. I actually found on Sky um, Impact on yeah. Five Star. Yeah. And I've, I've yeah. got that on series record, so it's just taping time after time after time. Not watched yeah. any of them yet. And yeah, I'm on I'm on holiday next week. I haven't had any holiday since August last year. Yeah. None. No. So I'm due a week off, and I'm having a week off. Um, I'm spending. I've got a long weekend with Jane, which is really nice. Yeah. And then the later half of the week, I shall be actually spending catching up on a load of wrestling. I think I owe it to people listening to this to uh, at least have some sort of opinion on what's going on. So I'm going to catch up on some AEW. I'm going to catch up on Impact. I'm going to watch a couple of bits of the last couple of pay-per-views that I've missed on the network and and just generally try and educate myself again. Get in, Try and get into the swing. Make a fucking effort, Steve, for fuck's sake. Well, uh, what, what you said before, I think that um, I'll give we... It a go. I, I think I owe it to people out there to, to yeah. at least maintain a little bit of semblance of up-to-datedness. But well, it's simple. If, if AEW, they want to be a, uh, they want to be competitive, I suppose, with the WWE. Yeah, no, and, that's 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 all good. But that's the thing. But that's that's what we're saying. But that's you don't. The only way, I suppose, in their eyes, they feel that their best way of doing that quickly is by getting recognised names in and celebrities in and that kind of thing. But that's not. But what they're people, pointless ones because fucking. That's the thing. Yeah. Sting's not going to be able to wrestle anything like a schedule. He's going to take the odd bump like he did for Brian Cage. Yeah. But you've got you've got somebody you've got somebody you know who's White that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. I've never got Dean Ambrose, John Moxley anyway. I've, I never really got why he was as popular as he was. Never got it. Never got the no. the two people that were in the shield that were obviously going to be big were the other two. I always hoped it was going to be Seth Rollins because I loved him as Tyler Black. Um, yeah, loved loved his work in ROH from that side of things. But well, you know, obviously now I, the main I never got is, him. Uh... Um, as much as there's this fucking because he's dead, there's this big hoo ha about fucking Brody Lee. He was underutilized or or didn't quite cut it in wwe it wasn't really working in AEW as much as that might not be a very popular opinion he'd sort of peaked with that initial run and then gone downhill and they'd sort of tried to bring him back up again to win the tnt title yeah and then he was taken from a we'll net we'll never know how good he could have been 
No, I think again it's difficult to. But they they they'd already sort of tried and it hadn't worked as well as they wanted to. I think given time he probably would have, because um, he yeah. was too good a talent not to. But the same could have been said in in WWE. He could he could have properly he could have properly been somebody then if they'd have booked him the right way. He had all the he had all the, the he had all the skills and the intangibles. He had the character, he had the size, he had the moves, he had all that promo skill, he had everything going for him. So it was a bit, it's a bit weird that he didn't in the WWE, and I, I don't think they quite got what he what he was about in AEW either. But he's left a strong legacy with the Dark Order. Finally, he was the reason they fucking got over as much as they have done now, and he's yeah, he he put a couple of people over, which is again. A skill, isn't it? You don't always get yeah. that. No. So I, mean, I don't what, want. I what, don't want them becoming the leftovers of the uh, WWF, WWE. Yeah. It, yeah. It, they're they're better than that, but they're not. They're not going down that route at the moment. Um, they're going down a. They're going down a WCW route, and yeah. we all know how that ended for WCW. It's difficult because again, you get people that are in sort of two schools of thought. Where you know, like I mean, you said before, you've got you don't like the a lot of the guys in there, but then if you're bringing in, so I, I'd I'd rather they stuck to what they were doing originally, and yeah, don't yeah, bring I agree. Just because, just because of the of as the, much as I don't like, show. yeah, as much as I don't like people like um, Kenny Olivier, yeah. They were better going off down that route, and all the Definitely. people that they got in at the moment, the fucking they, they're what's what's happened to Darby Allen and fucking Orange Cassidy? Five minute flashes in the pan, weren't they? Really? Well, yeah, but Darby Allen's, I mean, I leave gone, but he's involved in the the sort of the storyline with Sting and Taz's blokes, isn't he? But it's he's not. not he's a, he's he's taken a step back from what he was. He was up there with fucking. He was up there with Cody Rhodes and people like yeah, that. Wasn't yeah. he? And now he's not. He's just involved in another sort of mid card feud. Orange Cassidy has fucking thing. yeah has fallen off of the edge of a cliff, hasn't he? Yeah. Not yeah. that not that he deserved that push in the first place because he's a fucking useless cunt. But yeah. And then you've got the nice, play actor. That, oh, they might say, "Oh, that's great long term booking," but. To me, he doesn't have any respect for the business at all. No, he's mentioned Omega's, it. Yeah, <laughs> Omega doesn't call himself a wrestler. If you're in fucking the the name on the market is professional wrestling, as much as as much as anybody wants to call it fucking sports entertainment in the WWE. Yeah, my but main then... beef against AEW at the moment is they set themselves up as the proper sports the proper sport of wrestling's alternative to sports entertainment and now they're just ridiculous stipulation after ridiculous stipulation and now they've even got a fucking exploding barbed wire death match so they've just gone totally the other way because because it wasn't working they're not good enough to fucking be doing that there are too many things that are wrong with AEW at this point in time they are they are no they're nothing like they said they were going to be to start with. They were no gimmicks. They were all wrestling. Wins were going to mean, mean something. It means yeah. absolutely shit now. And they can, you, nobody can fucking take that and say, well, no, actually, no, it's all it's all gone 
absolutely the other way from what they said it was going to be at the start. And they are no more credible than the WWE, who are admittedly shit at the moment. The only thing they did right in the last fucking few months is getting Bobby Lashley to fucking get the title off the Miz. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. But the state of professional wrestling, their storylines and where they're pitching it, both sides of that thing. Actually, Impact are probably the best of the bunch at the moment. Yeah. Well, did you see... Um, uh, oh, the and, that's, that, and that's my yeah. review of WrestleMania 13. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that Progress came back and did a show? And then... Yeah. I, I, immediately had to... No, no, no. They had to apologise after the first show because apparently... Um, they had this big thing about transparency and everyone being kind of accounted for it. It was on the programs and, and then and who, it came won, out the, who, who was, well, who was bumming kids on the card? No, no, no. Well, apparently there's something that came out about uh, Paul Robinson last year. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure specifically what it was, but then they oh, had, I, I must've missed that. So yeah, yeah I must've missed they, that. So no. And they hadn't mentioned that he was, he was involved in this pre this first show they did. Nah. So they had to come out and apologise on the on the first show that there was somebody that had been, and then they they released they sort of parted terms with him straight after. Oh, I so I'm, that's annoying because I like Paul Robinson as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a yeah. and did something wrong. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the yeah. Go, it? So, but yeah, but that, that's the thing. Yeah. In this in this age where they've they've come back and they've made this big statement about trust and transparency. It doesn't bode well, which is the first show they have on. No. They end up having to no. let someone go immediately after the first show, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so let's get to this match. <laughs> so, so yeah, so again, it's all, oh, so Shamrock comes out to the, dun, 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 just to add to the, 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 the mood of tension around the ring, comes out to the <laughs> Simon Cowell produced WrestleMania. Yeah, song. the, 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 the comedy WrestleMania movie. The, the most dangerous man on the planet, according to ABC, I think it was. Not the, not the band ABC, the, the TV well, station. Well, I, I should imagine, I should imagine Martin Fry would have held similar views. Yeah. Not known yeah. for his toughness. No, lovely gold. More his, uh, more gold his hit making potential. Yeah. They were good ABC, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they were very I, good. I, I, have, you, have, you, have you listened to um, The Lexicon of Love 2? No. Give it a listen. It's good, is it? It's it's a, it's a surprising return to form. Yeah, his brother was in um, Earl Brutus. He was like the, the the guitarist or the bass player in in Earl Brutus. That was uh, uh yeah, that famous famous band. <laughs> yeah. That's the yearly Earl uh, Brutus mention on the show. Um, okay, let's get that out of the way, nice and early this year. Beautiful. Oh, this this, this match was a fucking yeah. cracking brawl. Cracking match. The psychology was sound. It was stiff yeah. as fuck. I thought Shamrock was brilliant as a as a ref. He stayed yeah. out of it, but but stayed in it enough, if you see what I mean. Yeah. He let them do their stuff whilst maintaining a presence himself. They brawled all over the building. There were <laughs> there were some good good heel psychology moments. Um it was very clearly um, trying to turn both wrestlers. Looking back, hindsight's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Given it that context, but they they were quite clearly doing the and double turn. The whilst trying to maintain little well. little things that Stone Cold Steve Austin was doing, 
like mm. he would he would be selling the injury whilst giving Shamrock the finger. Yeah, yeah. The, the little things like that was keeping him edgy enough whilst turning Bret Hart as the bad guy. He was mm. just yeah. It, it was really it was really well done. It was the best match of the year. It was probably the best match of the decade. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Just um, the selling was believable. The transitions were believable. He he targeted the bad knee with the knee in the brace the whole time. Yeah. What well, a um, fucking stunned to stunned him a couple of times to give himself breathing space. It wasn't used as a finisher. It was used to give him time. That was well done because that was his finish. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was used to, to get him out of a predicament and buy him some time, which they used really well. Shamrock concentrated the whole fucking time, did his job as a referee nicely. It really yeah. was a fucking great match. And then yeah. the what blade said that job, he... subtly yeah. done as well. You couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah. Watching, back it, uh, watching, watching back on it um, earlier and watching it, uh, and it's there going as I'm speaking, Um you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell when he bladed. It also was the first time that um, Bret Hart used a corner post figure four, mm. which is a fucking yeah, great post. Yeah. Yeah, 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 great move. It just, it just, I cannot speak highly enough of this match. Yeah, um, definitely. Look at looking back on it as well. It's all, it's all always the greatest match in in that year, and it's greatest. But you look back on it. Look at it. You've got it. Everybody, if you've got access to YouTube or the network, fucking put it on. You're cunts if you yeah. don't. It's it's a fucking masterclass from all three main participants in there. Do not underestimate what Ken Shamrock was doing as as a ref. Really, I think out of yeah. the whole WrestleMania, his performance was probably the most underrated of all. He yeah. did his job was a presence when he needed to be. He really did a fucking commendable job as a referee. He really got it because he he was Vince Torelli, wasn't he? When when he was a of his first run as a in the professional ranks, and he he knows he? what he's doing. Yeah, mm. yeah, he knows what he's doing, and he really did get it. I mean, there's a spot where he's brought in. Um, Bret Hart's brought in a chair to to do an assisted fucking leg drop on there and left nicely moved into leaving the the chair in there and now stone cold using it as a fucking uh, a weapon when he's got out of it shamrock stayed out of that didn't do anything let them do what they were but he's highly visible really great fucking performance from shamrock underestimated watch it yeah oh definitely the whole the whole thing was just the whole thing was just perfect from start to finish you're not going to see a better solid actual wrestling match some some matches will be a lot more flashy have a lot more high visible moves and and things like that but this was just a good wrestling match stroke brawl from start to finish psychology was tight and all three men in the ring shamrocks austin and hart were at the top of their game there is not a weak link in that match. You need the referee to no. be as strong as as you need. And, and most of the time, you need somebody who knows what they're doing as a referee. For him to come in and do that to that level was was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, if yep. I'm going to say anything, as much as this might be controversial, but the standout man in that match was Ken Chamrock for me. 
because you didn't okay. expect him to be that 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 good yeah, a referee. The, yeah. yeah, he was very proficient in that role. Um, added to the drama rather than was a bit yeah, hapless. I mean, it, it, it probably helped in a, in a way the kind of match it was because it was it was very realistic, wasn't it? It was very yeah, no, they, much they, like they were. Everybody was everybody was fucking great in that match, and there's not a duff moment in it. Even the vacant look on yeah. Stu Hart's face halfway through was 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 almost <laughs> a look of concern. Yeah, well, even like the start, so they both come out. The intro, so Austin's quite an iconic intro because it's the they got the the breaking Austin glass for the first thing, time and the glass breaks as he comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Um, and then say so they it, it starts and it is just a fight. And again, this is I think this match is the way they go up in the crowd and they're using weapons and that. It's I think it's got to be even just slightly influenced by ECW. Because we'd never seen that in WWF before, people fighting in the crowd and going up to that sort of thing. It didn't. It didn't happen. So I can see that influence no. on this match, definitely. Um, and again, like the blading, which uh, so yeah, the story goes that that was that was on Brett. Vince hadn't cleared that. Vince was completely unaware. No, but it was very. And most it people was very thought subtle. it was. Yeah, that was it. They all very thought subtle. it was done You couldn't really tell it what it was. Yeah, and that probably adds another. If this match is a probably, a, you know, sort of out of 100%, this is probably in the high 90s, this match, I'd say. 98, that, just the blood adds, this The blood adds probably another 10% to it, I think. Just the the, the visual of it. Like when he's in the, you're when he's turning, you're turning into in. a football manager where people give 110%. <laughs> That's just not, not mathematically possible. No, 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 no. But I mean, I say it, it may be a, like an 88% and then the blood takes it up to the high 90s, I'd say. Just for the visual when he's in the sharpshooter and he's, as he's sort of screaming and he's pushing himself up. Trying to power the out. The blood's like spurting out of his head as he's putting that pressure to kind of get out of it the blood's pouring and it's basically even harder when he's when he's trying to get out and then at the end obviously then so obviously brett wins when austin passes out but just that little there's an extra bit so then brett the whole way the whole i think the commentary adds a fucking lot to this match as well because there's no dicking around no no it was pre it was pre jerry lawler yeah being a complete asshole. Oh no, no, there was a lot of him being an asshole on this, but this was kind of, and it probably helped because if you look at it from the point of view going into the match, Bret Hart was probably still maybe yeah. That, see, you didn't. It, it was very believable. He he was just he was just um Irish whipped reversal into the corner, and they hit the timekeeper. Yeah, and it was around this time that he he got busted open. But yeah, he, yeah. in in that corner, and you couldn't tell the blade no, no, from no, anything no. anything that they did. So that was that was fucking that was Bret Hart. It, that yeah. was really really well done because it looked it looked legit that he bust himself open properly, even yeah. though it was up on his forehead and it was an obvious blade in in a in a position where you wouldn't get cut. Yeah, but it was so well done. It was just it was right in the middle of that melee. And he bladed yeah. him quite deep because he's starting to bleed quite heavily. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Not in a Gush, place where yeah. you would normally get cut. Not on a bony prominence no. in his forehead. But it was so well done and so well disguised, you couldn't tell. Yeah. That the was, commentary that, was... That was the believability of it all. That was that was great. Yeah. The, yeah. So from the standpoint, you you not... JR was kind of like 
Vince was generally disappointed in Brett. That was the kind of vibe yeah. Vince was giving off because how Brett had acted. And Lawler had always hated Brett. Anyway, only <laughs> for the years, they'd always had yeah, no, always so Brett in the family. It was, and, it was quite a good balance on the commentary, a three-man commentary. Yeah. Because you've got... And, yeah. You've got all three playing the right tune, yeah. if you see what I mean. They, yeah. They're striking their right balances. And the last and just few minutes it off of at the, the end. match from the blade, it was just a, it was just a beating, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just to cement the fact that actually Bret Hart's now a bad guy. You're supposed to cheer yeah. for Steve Austin because he's a valiant, yeah. valiant face who's who's coming into it. And then after a good yeah. leathering with a fucking chair, we've got we get the sharpshooter. Yeah. And yeah. again, and again, fucking Shamrock was good. Yeah. And to finish off, obviously after Bret wins. Just if you're not 100% sure that he's definitely heel, obviously Austin's passed he out and then he goes back and he starts attacking Austin even more, even though he's unconscious. It's like, if you're not 100% sure that he's definitely yeah, we're, heel. Yeah, we're just going to make it, we're just going to make it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Sharon gives him like a belly to belly suplex or belly to back suplex and pulls him away. Yeah, and, and, and he, he, kind of, he doesn't fuck about with that, does he? That belly to Belly to belly suplex. No, fucking, he nails it as well. He doesn't fuck yeah. about with it, and he he strikes the "I'm ready for you, motherfucker" pose as well. Yeah. He's like, "You're not gonna fuck with that after no. having that level of match. You were, you're not gonna. All right, I'm backing off here." Because <laughs> it, but was he, a it looks a real. Fucking, oh yeah. god, he fucking nailed it, didn't he? Yeah, and Bret Hart again would have would have done that he did he did the he did the um he did the uh the irish whip into the ring post chest first that was his yeah, signature yeah. sort of selling move wasn't it he yeah. would do that for you if if he felt you were worth it yeah and he, he did that for steve austin and that was a hell of a move that fucking chest runs chest first mm-hmm. into the fucking it was a hell of a fucking move but yeah it, it, probably one of the best matches of all time but you've got the two what two two absolute you, you know you got uh, two of the greatest you've real, got two of the greatest yeah. characters of all time haven't you so at their best as well really this is before austin had had too many debilitating injuries yeah and he, he could actually still go properly uh, what was it summer of this year was when he broke his neck wasn't it that was him and brett yeah. um and then obviously he had lots of knee injuries and that afterwards this was when he was still fairly able to go 100% and obviously, Brett was always, you know, whilst in WWF, was always in that position. So you're two, two of the best ever meeting at just the right time on the right stage. And it, it was, yeah, it, it was comfortably the best thing on this show. <laughs> by, oh, by yeah, we're by miles. a fucking country mile. Yeah. When you look at what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. But the ring, and I have to say, like, for, so apparently didn't know they were going to, there's going to be any blood. And they focus a lot, like they dwell after the match finishes. They've got like the cameras fixed on like on a just a pool of blood in the ring, basically. And then for the rest of the show, it's like an old NWA show, but the, the ring mat is just covered in blood. Yeah. For the rest and of we've the got show. a six man tag coming up. <laughs> this match. Pre oh, split of the nation of domination with yeah. their with PG thirteen. <laughs> Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee leading the way, rapping to the ring. You've mm. got the original people led by Clarence Mason. 
Yeah. You've got. So there's lots of them. There's Farouk, Savio. Crush and Savio Vega. And baby, baby Delo's out there as well at the back. Yeah, baby Delo's at the back in his in his tuxedo, Dicky Mo. Yeah. yeah, looking about twelve years old. Yeah, but this man again. This is uh, we talk about someone which is influenced by ECW. This match is like just a, a basic kind of ECW street fight kind of plunder weapons bollocks really. So nation against. Legion of Doom and Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Oh, so when you watch it, they were already the they were already offering up the Fleet Center in Boston as WrestleMania 14. Yeah, yeah. So but Vince they, says they they started to get not their, on sale. Yeah. They started yeah. to get their uh, the promo for next year. Yeah. But this match is a mess, isn't it? Really, it's just a fight. There's probably about 15 people involved in it around the ring. Um, and obviously, Legion of Doom and Armour Johnson aren't the best kind of ring generals in the world, are they? So it just mm. goes to shit pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is, LOD uh, were living off the past by this point. Yeah. They were not, but it brought them back. They were not relevant. Yeah. They they had to be on the card. It was in Chicago, for fuck's sake. So mm. they're, they're, they, they had the hometown pop. Yeah. That was it, really. It was a fucking nonsense match. Yeah, Ahmed Johnson dressed up in the fucking shoulder pads. Apparently, to Nick knows. Get, to get him yeah. over. Yeah, they never got him back. Apparently, stole him. Yeah, it surprised me. He went over them and didn't get him back. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, in this match, they had, like, a bit later on in the match, they, uh, I think Hawk is using fire extinguishers outside the ring, and they had, like, gimmick fire extinguishers and real fire extinguishers for by pyro and stuff and he he was using the real fire extinguishers and spraying people in the face with like proper yeah like, of, like, of course he will it's fucking hawk for fuck's sake yeah and he probably did it on purpose to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. He was, he was a uh, and farouk so there's i mean Probably not a good idea to use a, a noose, is it? In do hanging gimmicks in a in a match with lots of African American people. <laughs> Probably not the no, not the hard, no, not no. the not the smartest thing to do. It, it was a um, shit load of old shit, wasn't it? So yeah, the less said about it, the fucking better, to be honest. Well, I think obviously LOD and Amber Johnson win. I think Crush <sighs> takes the Doomsday Device. But they get the kids up on the uh, on their shoulders, and they do like a double doomsday device. And if you look at it, they said that if you look at the um, obviously they had a way of doing it. So animal would, as Hawk was coming, animal would already have like sort of started dropping them backwards. So they'd always be already kind of be on the way down before Hawk hit them to kind of cushion the blow a bit. Yeah. So the the guy up on animal shoulders, they did that, but Armour Johnson just held the guy there basically. So Hawk just, just <laughs> took the guy's fucking head off and he sort of somersaulted and landed on his neck because Ahmed wasn't quite uh, quite clued up. So they killed one of PG-13 in the process. But, um, yeah, that was a match, wasn't it? Yeah, and then after that, before Sid and everybody came out, you've got the worst-dressed cunt in the world, Shawn Michaels. Well, what worried me was the main event was starting. There was 50 minutes left. And I was thinking, fuck me, like, 
How are they going to get 50 minutes out of Sid and the Undertaker? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so by the time Shawn Michaels comes out and dances around, and then the interview with Sid, and then the Undertaker's intro, and he comes out in his old... That takes 35 minutes straight away. He comes out in his old grey, black and grey stuff, like the old retro Undertaker, isn't he? For this match. And then Sid comes out, and then Brett comes out to complain... And gets involved and eats a parabomb off Sid. And that leaves 25 minutes, basically. So they, they used up 25 minutes with all that other crap. <laughs> uh, and, and it still seems like a long match. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And Brett comes out and gets involved again and it ends up costing. I mean, from WrestleMania main event, it's pretty. I mean, last week's Yokozuna and Brett was probably as worse than this, obviously, but. This didn't feel like a WrestleMania main event, did it, really? No, no. Just, yeah. Normally, anything with The Undertaker would, and on on his best day, seems yeah. credible. But this just didn't didn't do it. No. But I think, I think Sid always looked better against smaller guys. Yeah, he's not competent know? enough to, to bounce off of no. a, a, another big guy like that, um, as good as The Undertaker is. But they said not that... that um, good. No, and yeah, Brett gets involved at the end and ends up distracting Sid, and then Sid eats a tombstone. And but this was again, this is two faces, pretty much. Sid was being portrayed as a face. Yeah. So again, it's weird. You've got two two teams of heels, two faces. The last match, well, the Austin Brett match was almost too well. You don't really know what they were. Come the end, it was a bit more defined. But going into it, it was a bit kind of well. Um, but yeah, but they think really that probably they had to chop and change the title for a few times. And this the Undertaker's only his second world championship reign after after Survivor Series. When was that? Ninety ninety one when he won when he beat Hogan. Yeah, and this was his um, the gravest challenge. And then he takes the championship yeah. from Sid, who doesn't rule the world, yeah. despite what he says. No, yeah, and and that's your lot. Basically, it was a bit of a well. It's, it's one probably a one match card. You think? Really? There's not yeah. much else. That's what yeah, the, the, the tag team match it, was good. Um, it showed the direction. Like I say, you you hit the nail on the head. It was it was a it was like a transitional WrestleMania where very few feuds were finished, very few feuds were started, if any, um, and a lot of things yeah. were just moved on slightly. Um, there were a couple of irrelevant, irrelevant things. I guess at the start of it, they they pointed the way forward for a short-term title reign from the Headbangers. But the Headbangers um, won that fatal four-way. They actually won the championship in another another fatal four-way, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I'm yeah. Not on that far ahead, mate. To be honest. Yeah. You see SummerSlam. Yeah. Or no Survivor Series. Um, no, that was another. The, but they won in another fatal four-way. Um, obviously, they didn't have enough um, faith in them to win normally or carry anything normally because they didn't last very long with it. But I guess with the amount of tag teams they had at the time, everybody deserved a turn. And it was the Headbangers' turn that year. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was, well, it, was, Sid... it was definitely a one-match one card for, for quality. Yeah. Definitely. Sid wrestled um, in two WrestleManias. Some interesting moments. Interesting yeah. moments. And, and an Undertaker old-school gimmick 
Undertaker entrance is is always worth the admission price anyway. Yeah. And it gave the fans a feel good factor of seeing the Undertaker regain the championship after after a few years, six years. So that yeah. was always that that was that was another good point. But yeah, from a wrestling standpoint, it was a one card match. Yeah. One match card. Which is one more than WrestleMania yeah. nine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but Sid Sid wrestled at two WrestleManias and he was the main event in both headline both. That's quite impressive, isn't it? For Sid. So what were they then? What are you counting? Because he was in a few WrestleMania. Uh, no, he wrestled at WrestleMania seven. Eight. And he was the he wrestled WrestleMania eight or was WrestleMania eight? It was at WrestleMania eight where he was with um, he was with Hogan. Didn't WrestleMania WrestleMania, WrestleMania seven because he didn't. WrestleMania seven come was in. was Hogan. He was Solo WrestleMania work. seven, wasn't it? Oh. oh yeah, so WrestleMania eight, WrestleMania eight. Yeah, was uh, Hogan in Sid? Yeah, and, and then WrestleMania thirteen. Was that it? Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. So two matches at WrestleMania, and he was the main event in both. That's not bad, is it? For Sid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's quite an achievement. Yeah. And he lost both times. Oh, yeah. Right, so next week. We'll do, so last week you gave WrestleMania 9. Uh, WrestleMania 6, you gave it 6 out of 10, I think. Res- WrestleMania 9, a 6 out of 10. Yeah, that's what you gave last week, yeah. What would you give this out of 10? I'd give... Because I think that was high for WrestleMania 9. i give Brett and Steve Austin a 10 out of 10. I give the rest of the card about a four out of ten. So yeah. I guess overall we're looking at a seven out of ten because it was better than WrestleMania nine. Okay. Yeah. I think I was pretty low on that last week, so I give this a yeah, probably a seven, yeah. On the basis of that one match pretty much. Yeah, everything else. It was it it was it was right, but head and he- head head and shoulders above everything else. Um the only match that came close was the tag team between Vader and Mankind versus Davey Boy and Owen. Yeah, yeah. With the utter so next week being Nation of Domination yeah. versus LOD versus Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. So when we did our random number drawing, uh, so this was our 10, between 10 and 20 number. 20 and to 30 next th- week then? 20 to 30 next week uh, gives us WrestleMania 25. Which I'm just getting the matches up now, so it gives us a Money in the Bank match. Cool. With CM Punk, Kane, Mark Henry, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Kofi, Christie, and Finland, Finland, Finlay, even <laughs> Finland. Uh, it gives us a Miss WrestleMania Diva Battle Royal. <laughs> it gives us uh, oh I forgot about this match, Chris Jericho. Versus Ricky Steamboat, Jimmy Snooker, and Roddy Piper in a three-on-one handicap elimination match. That was the you still got it moment for. Yeah, yeah, Steamboat, yeah. For Steamboat. Uh, um, the next one is an Extreme Rules match between Jeff and Matt Hardy. I don't remember that. So, um, followed by an Intercontinental Title match between Rey Mysterio and JBL, and then that leads to. The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, number one, first match. And then a World Heavyweight Championship match between Edge, The Big Show, and John Cena. <sighs> and then, after all that excitement, we've got Triple H versus Randy Orton, <laughs> the main event. So, yeah. 
And who's Andy Horton? Andy Horton, yeah. Yeah, he's who's the guy Andy who's Horton? been possessed by a spirit who makes him puke a black tire on Raw every week at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's what we got next week. So should be interesting. So this is where the spot we normally do questions, but we're not doing questions at the minute. We're saving it all up. No, you told you told Rob to fucking can it until I did, didn't I? Any other WrestleMania bollocks? Save it, mate. I said. Save it. AOWB this this month. Yeah, AOWB or AO brackets WrestleMania B. AOWB is much better, mate. Never come up um, with slogans. Never come up with fucking anything that requires thought because you don't. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Brackets, silly cunt. No. Do you know um, Tony Blanchard's wrestling tomorrow night on AW? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I noticed. he knew he was. He picked up on the vibes that we'd done a show about him so it was time for him to, <laughs> yeah. to dust the boots off yeah, but yeah i didn't think we were actually making timing, a comeback but yeah we we are yeah yeah i'd just like to say at this point in time that andy and i aren't on the aew booking no we don't no. do that I, I mean imagine imagine <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so um well that'll really taking place by the time this goes out but yeah but um thank you for listening if you made it this far, um, go and follow us. If you don't follow us already at bang bang podcast on Twitter, um, there may or may not be another Twitter account from somebody. Yeah, possibly. You never know. Um, if you'd like to go and leave us a nice review on, on iTunes, that would be nice. That'd be nice. Um, Put sort of at least five. If, if you can manage any more, at least five. Yeah. Put, uh, put six. If you can, yeah, don't know. Don't know if that's a Wrong. thing. I mean, Dave Meltzer would leave us six out of five on yeah on Apple yeah. Podcast. That 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 goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could see our Facebook page. Nothing happens over there, but you could you can go and have a look at enough, it. Yeah, fucking you. It it, it physically exists. <laughs> so we yeah. we can yeah. say that much. Yeah. Um, and, otherwise, and we'll, nice we'll see you next week on on Twitter. Oh, I'm not. I try and be. I try and so, be. Anything you get nice out of the Twitter pages, Andy. Um, I we ought to hold our, our competitions. If people can see while I was banned from Twitter, what my tweets were during mm. that time on the Bang Bang podcast page, because there were a few. Yeah, I think you could you could tell which were you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could because you didn't so, fucking yeah. do them. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised people were playing stuff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what, is, what does that reply what does that reply mean it's like oh yeah okay yeah right yeah yeah so but yeah there might be a, a tugboat related twitter account out there um but i need to, we've gone almost two hours without a piss so i need to go for a week quite badly so yeah I, I it's probably time not, we should I've, god i've not had a i've not had a piss that's all good no. isn't it men well of already me. just quite an achievement it yeah. is it, so, um, it, it either means we haven't drunk enough or yeah. prostate cancer. One of the two, yeah. 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 It's 50-50 really, isn't it, to be honest? And I've already... Our age, but... Yeah, I'm already dealing with cancer anyway, so it doesn't... Yeah, I don't need yeah. prostate cancer as well, so... No, no. Um, on that cheery note, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. All be well, you know, unless any of us gets any ailments in the next week and pops our clogs, but... Um, thank you for listening. Um, we're not going to pop up. We're not. Go- we're not going to make it that easy for you 
Andy or I aren't going to die in the next week because we just we we just aren't going to make things that easy for you. I certainly am not, and I know Andy no. as well. So there you go. So yeah. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, do what Andy says. Follow. Thanks. The yeah. Twitter page. Yeah. Um, and don't and don't follow anybody who may or may not be related to tugboat. No, I was very close to getting a. I think it was thirty quid to get tugboat to do a, a cameo message. I was drunk the other night. Is it, thir- is it thirty quid? Very close. It's very close. <laughs> is it, yeah. is it, it, it thirty quid? That's all it is. It's thirty quid. Yeah, it doesn't say anything basically. <laughs> <laughs> I save it up to our, to our 50th episode. We'll get, oh, uh, we'll get we, to put it on. Get, get, I'll put 15 quid in. We'll, we'll get him to put a message. We'll <laughs> get him to put a message to the to to people who listen to Bang Bang podcast. Yeah, right, that's, yeah. That's a goer. Get get tugboat to fucking do it. That's quite sad, really. It's only 30 quid. 30 quid. Fuck's sake. I, I think if I sorry put a cameo on, I, I could charge 30 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh we should start doing that. Fucking Lord. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you might hear from Tugboat at some point. but We got we got fucking Mick Foley to send us an NHS-based message yeah. for fuck all. For free, yeah. yeah. For free. So, for, for zero he's a real winner. Yeah. Yeah, Mick Foley, you yeah. are the fucking man and that's why we're bang yeah. bang podcast and on that, that cheery is, yeah. note yeah i gotta let andy have a piss have a good week people yeah. we will see you with another wrestlemania themed blah blah next week take care man yeah take care all the best cheers bye bye